Um, yeah, so like many of us spend a lot of time editing out ums and breaths and all that stuff. But where do we draw the line? Well, today we're going to solve this thing once and for all. I'm Doug Fraser, producer and host of NPR's What We Do. Today, we'll be discussing a pesky question that's a common source of frustration and wasted time. How much of the ums and dead air and breaths should we cut out of our episodes? Before we get into that conversation with today's guest, let's check out the PodLab Tip of the Week. Writer's block, editor's block, whatever kind of creative block you experience, it keeps you from moving forward with your podcast. So when your head hits a wall, here are three questions to help you break through to the other side. Question number one. Are you overcomplicating things? If you find yourself over-laboring an episode, take a step back. Simplifying the episode itself will often make it more compelling and digestible, not just for your listeners, but for you as a creator. When in doubt, remember Occam's razor. Simpler ideas are often more likely true than complicated ones. Question number two. What are you presuming to be true? Often, the answers to our creative questions are hidden in plain sight. You'll be surprised at how many items you've left on the table just completely unexamined. So poke through those things and ask yourself what you're presuming to be true. Also, could the answer or a path toward the answer maybe lie outside the problem itself? A little something that helps me when I'm asking myself this question is remembering that I don't have to start from the beginning. And that goes for a story you're telling, um, and also it goes for creating the podcast itself. If you don't know how you want to open your episode, then don't start with the opening. Start in the middle or start at the end. What's important is that you start. Question number three. Do you need a break? Step away from your desk and move around. Trust me, this always helps. Go for a walk, do some jumping jacks. Movement releases endorphins, which prime your mind for solving creative challenges. Now it's time for this week's Podcast Movement Community Question. This week's question landed in the Pod Labs inbox from Lexandra Uresta. If you'd like to be featured on the show, send your question to thepodlabpodcast at gmail.com. Hi, I'm Lexandra Uresta. My podcast is called Career Switch Podcast. It's for career changers who are trying to switch industries, professions, or break out on their own. I'd like to know, how much editing should I do to remove ums, you knows, and breath sounds from my interviews? I clean all those up as much as possible because I want my guests to sound their best. However, I know other podcasters who leave them in, saying their guests sound more natural. What a great question, Alexandra. One that can be hard to find a straightforward answer to. But luckily, we've got Robin Edgar on the show today to clear things up. Robin's worked on NPR's Marketplace and is now a sound designer and audio engineer at Pacific Content. I think that the most important thing to do is to make your guests sound as good as they would on their best day actually talking as a human. You know, I think the most important thing is to take out the distracting likes and ums and filler words and the distracting breaths or whatever is taking your focus from what they're saying. 
but not taking out so much that all of a sudden they no longer sound like someone would in conversation. There's a pretty fine line, it sounds like, between sounding manufactured versus having someone you know, going through a natural rhythm of, of breathing and, and talking and, and taking moments to think and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of my favorite things to do is to sit with the raw tape before I do any editing of any kind, regardless if I'm doing the first pass or if I'm getting a rough assembly from somebody who's already chopped things up. And I like to go back and listen to the raw interview and really sit there and hear how that person speaks, what the cadence of their voice is, and listen for that natural rhythm. Because some people speak really quickly and then take a break. Or others will start and stop throughout their sentence, you know, and I try and keep it as true to that person as I can. And I find often that when people are editing, they're so focused on the content that they kind of forget to focus on the sound, too. And it can be so distracting listening to a podcast that has been edited without that in mind because you get so focused on how robotic that person sounds or how unnatural it is to your ear and it's not even something you can necessarily put a finger on especially if you're not in this industry and editing things you know as a listener it can be really distracting without any um you know notable reason. Uh, And it's really just because our brains are so clued into how people sound and the rhythm of that speech. So I think it's really important to get a feel for that before you go in and edit so that you kind of know how much to take out and how much to leave in. You mentioned earlier rough assembly. So for people who aren't familiar with, with that term, what is that exactly? For a podcast that isn't just, you know, recorded and released immediately. Most people are sitting down and editing the answers that they are interested in putting in their podcast down to be as succinct as possible and to really get the juicy bits. And so typically that goes through a couple of different stages and you would start with your raw tape and then you would kind of you know, pull the pieces that you're the most interested in using to tell your story into an audio session, depending on what tool you use that could be in a transcription service like Descript that allows you to actually, you know, cut and paste with your transcript, or it might be an audition or pro tools. But regardless, you're usually working with tape at that point and moving things around. And then, Depending on the team that you're working on, if you have the resources to have an audio engineer like myself or, um, you know, additional producers, let's say, then maybe you are taking it and getting it to a point where you've got the key bits, but it's not polished yet. And that's typically what we'd call a rough assembly, where you have sort of an outline of your story and a script and the corresponding audio that matches that. At which point, either you could continue working on it or you could hand it off to somebody else in that state and they could continue to polish it. There is something that a lot of especially newer podcasters may not be familiar with, and that's that's called room tone. What is that exactly and how can it help with dialogue editing? 
Roomtone is an editor's best friend. Um, Roomtone is exactly as it sounds. It's just the tone of the room that the person that you're interviewing is sitting in. So if you're recording an interview over the phone, you might at the end want to sit in silence for about 30 seconds and capture, record the actual sound of that phone line because there's like a, a certain sonic identity to that uh, sound that you really can't recreate easily after the fact. And if you record for a little bit of extra time after your interview is over, be it over a phone line, or if you're lucky enough to be in person, or you can actually have your guest record it for you in that space, usually about 30 seconds to a minute of just absolute silence in the space that that person is in that you have recorded the interview in, then you can use that after the fact to smooth out some of the edits that maybe you've made throughout your interview. Um, And it won't sound manufactured. It'll sound like it's actually in that space. Are there any tutorials that you've used throughout your years, whether they're with room tone or not, that you could recommend for people? I know there's, there's plenty of YouTube videos and whatnot out there, but are there any resources that you'd recommend? I don't know so much about room tone being a specific post on their site, but they had a lot of really, really great tips on editing and interviewing and field kits and everything that you could possibly think of was transome.org. Transome is T-R-A-N-S-O-M. They are a training program for narrative podcasting, but they also have an incredible blog that they get various different experts in the field to write guest posts on. What's something you know now that you wish you knew the first time you edited dialogue? It doesn't have to be perfect. Most people don't speak like they're reading a script, you know? I think that the key part of editing dialogue is leaving the human elements in as long as they're not distracting. Um, It's okay if the question isn't answered instantly It's okay if you leave a little tiny bit of a meandering answer in as long as it adds something to the story you're telling. And I think that it's really easy to chop it down and forget to leave space for that. I also think I wish somebody had given me the advice to leave natural breaths before a word versus trying to cut and paste them in where I felt like they needed to go because very quickly it starts to sound not at all like a person talking. (laughs) (laughs) The one other thing that is really, really important to remember is to pay super close attention to the inflection in somebody's voice. So if you're cutting something together and you just can't make an edit in the sentence that exists and you're trying to find, um, you know, uh, that same word somewhere else, you have to really, really listen to the tone that person said it with and the way they said it. Sometimes when we speak, we'll talk with either an upward inflection or a downward inflection For example, at the end of a question, that's usually an upward inflection. You know, it doesn't sound super definitive because you're waiting for somebody else to answer you. And it's really easy to find the information you need if you're looking just at a transcript and people sometimes forget to listen and make sure that that would actually sound smooth edited together. So, yeah, I think my biggest piece of advice is to use your ears. 
first and foremost. And my favorite thing to do is to close my eyes and listen back to everything, make sure I haven't done anything that really stands out to just my ears first. does it for this week at the pod lab if you'd like to be featured on a future episode send your questions to the pod lab podcast at gmail.com and when you get a moment would you mind leaving an honest review it really helps other listeners discover the show until next time keep experimenting the pod lab is a podcast movement original series produced and hosted by me doug frazier <laughs>